Welcome everyone, it is me Albert, this is episode 5 of the Avatar podcast, and we are going to the frontiers of Pandora together next year, out of nowhere, literally out of the get ready for a pun, out of the blue, we're watching all of us, this showcase, Ubisoft Forward, I was, because um, I do the Beyond Good and Evil podcast as well, expecting perhaps them to end on that one, you know, something from in-house, but you wouldn't even know that this wasn't in-house because of the just the level of polish. It doesn't feel like something licensed or anything like that. It just feels like completely its own thing. Um, it's all honestly overwhelming if you think about it. This is the first major uh, reveal of what we will be seeing in the Avatar sequels, folks. Um, some of those creatures, the... Um, I would say, I guess you could call them the neck frill, neck frills, you know, the ones that have the frilled ears for necks that sort of flap out the little jackals. Um, but honestly, I'm going straight into analysis. Like, I think I just need to give a teensy bit more of a moment for the complete sh shock and surprise and delight that I was just standing up on my Honestly, I don't even think... I'm fucking so fucking excited. Excuse me. I, there we go. It's like, where where are you, Albert? It's like, this is the fucking Avatar title that I have been chronicling for a long time since 2017 when it was announced. Since even before 2017 when I was manifesting it as this, you know, Horizon Zero Avatar, you know? Let's go. Breath of the... Breath of the Avatar. Let's... let's Breath of the Navi. And that's and that's what we're with the first person, obviously. But um, but that's okay because it's it's Avatar. I trust them. I, I I keep a small pocket of appreciation for first person, which is the Bioshock universe. I I normally, for about ninety eight percent of the time, I really dislike first person. But with Avatar, considering cameras involved, considering they really seem to be pulling out all the stops this far out from the title's release, which I believe will be a few months ahead of the release of the game. Sorry, the film. Um, we folks are now, we're living in a world where Frontiers of Pandora uh, exists and we received the title and um, of this um, game before the title of the Avatar sequels. So... I considered this, I actually had this thought earlier, that this will be the beginning of um, a new cycle commencing. Uh, I guess you could say the first of a avalanche effect, sort of snow, sorry, snowball sort of effect of the ramping up of news, because as I believe was a strategic move, what we're looking at is we're, we're looking at a, a cycle that will have a mini culmination. This is just like an opera performance. There's always a little mini, mini apex, uh, mini climax uh, before a gigantic rousing climax. So for me, I, I see that as um, December this year. So this one, you're looking at a hype cycle of from June, sorry, yeah, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, roughly five, six months. Okay. Um, which is a perfect 
six, five to six month period of, um, you know, uh, little drops, little hints, and then we go, we do actually have Avatar Day um, on the 22nd of December this year uh, with some big one year to go event, which I will be live on Zoom with Kelutral and Marco and everyone from the extended Navi tribes. And it'll be truly heartening and truly wholesome and beautiful. Um, certainly the palette really, really, <laughs> my heart was just like dancing around the inside of my ribcage. Um, so th those are beautiful creatures, which give you, give you, as is, as is the signature really of, of James Cameron, the sense of them being alive and being real and having evolved into what they present themselves as, you know, this effortless, intentional, naturalistic feel to them. There's nothing, there's no appendages that are like, you know, angled in a certain way where you immediately just, your suspension of disbelief vanishes and you say, oh, okay, that was just done for, to be, to look cool. And, uh, and it sort of takes you out, but takes you out of the immersion. But for me, when I was looking at, for example, the, the big vein, um, I guess you could call them veinbacks, V-A-N-E-B-A-C-K, veinbacks, um, but they had that uh, sort of, it almost looked like it, it gathered oxygen, but it was also this thing that was able to erupt out, gathered wind, you know, uh, in some kind of roar of some kind. Uh, if you want to be cheeky about it, Oddworld style, you know, flatulent. <laughs> but I, I didn't, I didn't, a register like that, I think it felt like a, more like a, an intimidation call or a, um, a territory announcing call. Honestly, folks, it, we're going to take one more, maybe a couple more actually, moments to, to, to take, uh, you know, stock in a, in a very like, um, that's why you're hearing me like stuttering and like stammering a little bit because frankly, we were in essentially quasi-hibernation mode in, until about two hours ago as a community. This is about to blow the fuck up, everyone. And it's almost realizing like, oh, actually, I have to start early, you know, which is great. What a blessing. I was not expecting it at all. I think we had naturally started, um, uh, we had naturally started expecting things to ramp up only like gradually and eventually. But, um, but now we just, yeah, it's time. And uh, what a beautiful, beautiful impetus, which I have said, time and again and that's the kind of core of my fascination with just art and entertainment itself is the interactive art form is this empath empathy engaging art form uh, we just recorded some legacy of Cain, where daniel kabuko spoke about how art that engages you and actually like he's used that word activates you in a way that's more than just distraction recreation competition where you're actually actively participative and in legacy of Kane, it it does that with its high high level of you know english and the, like the shakespearean phrasing and and uh, and the themes of course and then with avatar it, it calls upon you sure sure just like with legacy of Kane, your your walls kind of go down a bit and you sort of you immerse into it on that surface level at first of like oh cool vampires great and with avatar it's like, oh cool world great and then the world the walls are down and then the wonder comes and the, the awe and the imagination and, and you're drawn in and then by then you've activated, you've empathy, just like Jake, beautiful parallel there, you know, with games. Um, gaming, that, that essence of participative um, engagement is at the core of Avatar. So now you have a third layer to, to what I was speaking about, which is 
stories that have a subject matter that engage you directly and activate you in a way where you're participating in the story on an emotional level, combined with an art form, which is it only it can only exist with you. As I as I mentioned, I've been saying this a few times recently on episodes, which is you can put a a, D, a DVD or God, I sound old. You can start playing a movie on Netflix. Uh, you know, and it'll just play without you unless it, you know, stops and stuff or whatever. But, um, but by and large, like that thing doesn't need you. Um, neither does a music album, but, uh, games are, it, not even a second will pass by without you. And so you're called to action implicitly. And so when you combine that with, with Avatar, maybe even a fourth layer there, I suppose you could say with, um, and that lines up with the four films that are made after the, you know, the original making is Hurdle of Five. It's just, folks, and then obviously you're the first layer, but but folks, it's like you in this story as Jake going through what, what he went through, you're engaging with it. And in this way where he's like plugging in, plugging out, right? Just like a um, just like a character in a game, all right? So that's that's him and that's you. And that's us experiencing this and then entering this world which we are so um, uh, connected with in more ways than just emotion. Like we realize that we're connected with it on a, a physical level, not just spiritual and you know, electrochemical or whatever, but it's like, you know, they say this about um, the importance. Uh, I think my uh, childhood friend, Laura, who I spoke with on the Wellbeing podcast recently, it's like touching, actually touching soil with your, with your feet, you know, and like actually connecting physically with nature, like touching branches and touching, I'm, just, I'm on a walk now, so I'm, I'm doing that as I speak right now. Um, it uh, has, hap- and the, the, she said this, the effects, it was in Italian, but I held my own because I learned some Italian when I was younger, and that's how we were childhood friends, her and I, friends to this day. And he said, the effect of the color green on your psyche is Im- immensely positive. And what I want to say based on that is, you know, this is made in the snowdrop engine, which is the division, and it's a lot of buildings, man. Like, there's some areas of nature, but this, like, what I also love is the commitment to, to as far as I've read, at least, that uh, you're only playing as Navi. Like, you don't play as the RDA. And so there's this lovely, gentle nudge toward, like, yeah, sure, sure, we introduced a tiny little bit of ambivalence in that first film, but uh, by and large, you know, you know what's right. And let's not, you know what I mean? Like, let's not mess around with that. Like, in many ways, it's a, it's a parable about how in this extremely alien environment, so far from Earth, we come to realize lessons that are so, so key to Earth itself, right? Um, and ourselves as, a, you know, stewards of Earth and ourselves, right? So, yeah, my Lord. Um, now now I'm, I'm, I'm truly just, like, in... I guess you could say a gratitude reverie, but <laughs> let us um, quickly dive in to this press statement. If you just go to avatar uh, com, I'm actually saying that word that is a real world. This real word, this is a thing that exists. Aye, aye, aye. Comes up avatar frontiers of Pandora, the main site. Uh, you can add it to your wish list there. Presumably, this is where you'll be able to pre order from. Um, here we go. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is a first-person action-adventure game 
developed by Massive Entertainment, a Ubisoft studio in collaboration with Lightstorm Entertainment and Disney. Built using the latest iteration of the Snowdrop engine and developed exclusively for the new generation of consoles and PC, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora brings to life the alluring world of Pandora with all of its beauty and danger in an immersive open world experience. In this new standalone story, play as a Na'vi and embark on a journey across the western frontier, a never-before-seen part of Pandora. Explore a living and reactive world inhabited by unique creatures and new characters and push back the formidable RDA forces that threaten it. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is a first-person action-adventure game developed by Massive Entertainment. Release date 2022. Genre first-person action-adventure open world. Developer, Massive Entertainment, Ubisoft, Dusseldorf, Ubisoft Shanghai, and also uh, Blue Byte, uh, who isn't credited strangely in this press release. But uh, yeah, they're participating too. It's, on, it's all over their site. So. Uh, there you have a further bit of information here, which I uh, grabbed from the official uh, news reporting. So the first look trailer is from, from Ubisoft. For Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora was released today during Ubisoft Forward, showcasing game footage powered by the latest iteration of the Snowdrop engine releasing in 2022. Avatar Frontier of Pandora is a first-person action-adventure title. Now it says in a new standalone, etc. Formula threat in the game, available on new generation of consoles only, right? So ahead of uh, the incoming um, Microsoft title, which has Everwild coming in, we have the Everwild podcast. Um, that is something that, as I think about it, the idea of this open world where you're interacting with these creatures, which it seems enough for there to have been a multi, perhaps in the, in the tens, in the past 10 second mark, which again, you have to think about real estate with these trailers, like what do you dedicate a trailer to, to, to communicate? There's that, it's a standout scene. In fact, it may even be the standout scene of you approaching the large land whale, I guess you could call her, and connecting with her, and it's sort of no shade thrown, but it out ever wilded ever wild in that moment for me. I'm looking forward to ever wild, I really am. Um, and I'm sure they'll be their own thing, perhaps ever wild might even be third person. I'll have to um check on that, but um, but there's a, a little bit more details here. I'm just gonna send one quick little message. One second, all right, because it's like. Yeah, as I, as I must say, folks, it was completely unexpected. So, and that's why, like, in the middle of life things, like, sorry, in the middle of recording, some life things come up, and, like, life is great. And so you have to attend to the life things as they come up. Okay, recording now. While I walk. <laughs> now, while I walk. I wonder if I... I've never actually compared my typing speed. Um... But I have a feeling that, you know, the young kids are probably able to out-type me any day. Okay, I'm not that old. Am I? 33 of November. Tell me if I'm old. Um, the trailer begins with a first-person look at the seemingly familiar, lush, and beautiful jungle scenery. Before we encounter a Navi and their banshee overlooking a magnificent vista with Pandora's signature floating mountains in the background. We then see that we are... That we then see what are revealed as new forms of life and regions of Pandora, along with some known 
avatar fauna, including hexapedes and dire horses. Of course, it wouldn't be Pandora without an incredible display of bioluminescence, as wood sprites float past dense, radiant flora under the pale light of the gas giant Polythemus. Polyphemus, rather. The trailer also gives a glimpse of, Nat-V, of a Natvi community upon an open plain, before revealing a large resources development administration RDA facility with an extensive selection of military equipment at its disposal, including the amplified mobility platform, AMP suit, as well as the Samson and Scorpion gunships. Be sure to check out what happens next by viewing the entire trailer above. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is scheduled for release on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, Stadia, Amazon, Luna, and Windows PC in 2022. When off of that last line, I had a moment of simultaneous, I would say about 80 to 90% gratitude, and then a little garnishing of, oh, I see. Uh, And nothing directly in the statement even, you you know, outlines it explicitly. But my thinking, is that this will be, and I love how they presented it, that's where the gratitude comes from, how it was revealed purely artistically, there was no sense of microtransactions or anything, but I did get a sense then and there when they were explaining explaining the RDA equipment that I just had a flash, frankly, of like 2023, I'll play as the RDA, I'll add this expansion, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, if it is done organically, the way that was done for Horizon Zero Dawn, into Horizon the Frozen Wilds, we're good to go, you know? Um, what's interesting is, uh, the, is it the Frozen Wilds? Because it's like Forbidden West FW, you know? So they just, you know, I, I like diversity in acronyms and it, it, it seems as though they went with that. But for me, I actually don't mind FOP. Uh, it sounds a bit like um, PUBG, FOP, FOP, I guess you could say. Um, and uh, shmup fop, that's fine. I think it'll enter that sphere of being easily pronounceable. But again, I was actually so, so interesting. I was speaking on the Elden Ring podcast earlier today, which is also part of the um, Miyazaki podcast sub-network, about a general direction of essentially take your fortnights, add a a nice chunk of 20 to 30% 38% 38% maybe, Death Stranding DNA into them. And then that becoming the standard. So basically, to just overall, as a medium, as an art form, just move permanently in a direction of artistry, in a direction of maturity. And so then, with this being exclusive to Next Gen, it is a commitment that they're making by saying, look, as I have been intoning many times on the various episodes of the Avatar podcast about the sharing of assets between the film and uh, and, and the game. That one for one, you know, what we're seeing. And I had these thoughts all throughout all of the um, um, undead, sorry, not undead, uh, Unreal engine demos, right? That was the main thought that I was having, which was when we see the behind the scenes eventually, I want there to just be an actual scene where it's like, hey, here is the PC from our, you know, pipeline of creating assets for the film. Maybe sit in Wita. I love New Zealand and we are uniquely positioned to be able to do our, try our best at their amazing accents. Uh, And then just to have a PS5 running next to it, a dev PC, if you will, and to drag one asset to the next, right? And we saw a bit of that at at the Apple demo 
transferring boom directly from the film into the game visually, I would like to see that in the behind the scenes of, as I hope there will be, a collector's edition for, for whom I will only keep the art book. I'm just going to give everything else away. I don't collect anything else but art books now. And if there is some beautiful Blu-ray of some kind and the documentary, just like um, The Furious Gods with Prometheus, it's only available in that format. Of course, I would um, spring for that for sure to show my appreciation for the, for the developers. Um, that's, that's what that last bit made me think of. I, are you ready, folks? I didn't hate hearing that at the end. I didn't hate thinking about that at the end, um, of playing as the RDA down the line as an extra DLC, of unlocking creatures in a, in a certain, you know, if I, uh, I suppose in that battlefieldy way, but frankly, I think there's a lot of lessons to learn. From Battlefield, first of all, let us rotate the camera. Uh, speaking of camera, I, I will say I, I really do hope that they add a third-person option and that when you are on your ikran that you can spin the camera around, you know? Um, absolutely. So uh, you can expect later from... Certainly I'll, I'll probably gather my friend Mark, who, who's really great at uh, scrubbing through on, on stream. He's helping me with the Dune podcast where he, he and I can go frame by frame and discuss this trailer in granular detail. I can either do that or I might do a solo stream, just myself. But I'm already with Elden Ring, I was beyond the capacity to even begin, begin to articulate how excited I was, right? Um, but now it's, it's I, frankly, and I said it, I meant it, Ubisoft so far have won E3 for me. It's, it's, yeah, at a certain point, you need to stack up the amount of energy. Certainly, Elden Ring is huge for me, massive. And it sounds insane to me coming out of my mouth that I'm even saying, because I had sworn to myself that Elden Ring had won E3 already and that there'd be no coming back for anyone. But this is um, some competitive E3 one upsmanship, which I love. And it, it reminds me of the good old days. And it seems that those good old days have not ceased. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. Goodness gracious, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, a mini little dispatch from here in Canberra, the Avatar podcast, episode five, I love that number five, and so I'm happy that this is a culminating, sorry, falling on this number in particular, um, my word. I really do hope that they include the spiritual aspects of the Navi, the ecological and environmental aspects of the Navi. I hope there are tie-ins with uh, real-world organizations, you know, signal boosting the importance of uh, preserving our own natural uh, resources and uh, creatures, flora, fauna. So that is always going to be an entwined. I actually read, I did a brand new message today, a welcome message uh, as one of the mods. I wrote it up and I, I felt good about it, which was that we are always, we always encourage that wider discussion. So I have I have a day. This is this can, completely impromptu. I have like a million other uh, episodes to yeah streamline, schedule, edit, all that thing. But it's Avatar, and it is the winner of E three so far for me. And I don't think anything can top it. I will be rewatching that trailer in four K with Ray right now. So, folks, it has been so wonderful. Take good care, and until next time, which will be very soon. Bye for now. <laughs>